Welcome to Your Work, Your Way. This is the podcast where you learn to get in touch with your inner CEO with soul. Learn to take charge of your career. Learn to show up with confidence in a way that is aligned with who you really are. I'm your host, Lisa Filia, Masters in Psychology, Certified Life Coach, Expert Career Confidence Coach, and Founder of Believe C. Let's dive in. Today's episode is all about communication. And if this is something that you've ever struggled with, this episode will help you out. Before we dive in, we want to first go over our work win. Now, there was a client that I worked with uh, a while ago now, but I didn't have the podcast then and I have it now. And this transformation is something that I think can help inspire all of us. So I wanted to share it with you here. This client, when I started working with her, she had just switched jobs to something less stressful because her previous workplace was overbearing. She was often overwhelmed and she just felt like it wasn't good for her health. So, so she had switched positions and she had basically gone down. Really, if you look at like a hierarchy of where you're at in an organization, she'd taken a, a move downward in order to have a less stressful career. And it had been working for her, except she started noticing stressors in different areas. And she was quite frustrated by this. I mean, can you imagine you leave a position because it was stressful? You take a pay cut, you take less responsibilities in a new company to feel less stressful, and yet the stress follows you. This is such a great example of what happens with us in our minds. We think the problem is out there. We think it's our career, our workplace, our role. And yes, there are factors that we can change with our situation to help us out. But if we don't address our mindset, we don't address our energy, those problems will follow us. And that is exactly what happened with this client. So she, here she is in this new position. Less stressful, but she's still feeling stressed. But instead of it being about the specific task, this time the stress came in a different form, came in the form of the people around her. She was pretty introverted and she liked to sit down and do her work. And I don't know if you are an introvert. I'm, I'm quite an introvert and I can relate to this. But what would happen is people would come up to her and they would interrupt And they would start talking to her and they would want to know what was going on. And they'd invite her to go out on the balcony and talk with them. And she felt like she had to go, like it was a part of her role to be out there. And what this was doing was causing immense stress in her because she felt compelled to go out and help them when what she really wanted to do was stay in her office and get her work done. So through coaching, we talked through what was causing her stress. We talked about, one, how to approach the situation from a tactical place, but two, from a mindset place, from a place of helping to break past the limits. And she, I remember there was this specific session when she was talking about somebody that really, really peeved her. 
But what we did was she developed this visual for herself where she'd seen herself like this necklace with all these little beads on it, all put together just right, but contained. And she imagined taking scissors and cutting that chain and breaking free and all the beads scattering. Can you think about how transformative that would be to imagine yourself constrained to this one necklace and this one little strand and then envisioning cutting it and everything breaking loose? That's what you can have for you. And she even then named her confident self. She had a specific name for it. And so if this is resonating at all with you, I invite you to name your confident self. You can name it anything you want. You can name it queen. You can name it confident Cassie. You can name it badass woman. You can name it whatever you want it to be. But find some sort of name for your confidence. For me, I like to refer to it as CEO or self-confident me. I think about my self-confident self and I use that to signify me in that energy. So we did this together and her pairing that persona of confidence, not from a portrayed persona that's out there, but from truly embodying it and her visualizing that necklace of perfection breaking apart so she could break free of her own, you know, putting herself in this box in this specific way to be, it lit her up. A fire went beneath her. And it completely transformed how she showed up at work. The stressors didn't feel so stressful. And she was starting then to volunteer to take on more responsibilities because she was coming from this fired up place of self-confidence. So guess what? She turned the job that she had taken to be less stressful and easier in role into one in which she was challenging herself But it didn't feel the same as before because this time when she was challenging herself, she was doing it from a place of having her own back, from her badass confident self, from her visualizing the need to get everything just right, breaking free that necklace of beads scattering everywhere so she could fully show up as herself. These are the types of transformations that clients are having, and these are transformations that you can have too. So it's time to break free from yourself. Get out of that beaded chain that you're in. Snap it apart, not from a place of unhinging. I mean, it is kind of unhinging yourself, but it doesn't have to be from this place of you're not in touch with who you are. No, you can unhinge, you can break free from a place in which you're breaking free from the artificial version that you're presenting and instead showing up as you. That's what I help people with. That's what you can have. It's available to you. Let this be proof that it's possible. Now, let's dive into today's content. We are talking about communication. And I do have a confession to make here. This is something that I used to struggle with. Most people don't think that about me, especially those who've known me for a long time. Because, I mean, I used to do competitive speech in high school and I was in plays. And I would give workshops to people, uh, even in my former career in corporate America. I was a communications coach and trainer. 
And I also worked in learning and development, leading workshops, helping teams uh, with their personality and how you could make everything work together. So on the outside, it would look like I didn't have struggles with communication. But guess what? There's a common thread to all of those examples I just gave. What's the common thread? All of those were scripted. My speeches in high school, completely scripted. My plays, that's a script. My workshops, I mean, I remember memorizing like 40 pages worth of content and doing it line by line to get it just right. So when I memorized a script, I felt confident. I felt prepared and it gave me this illusion, this this artificial safety net that everything was going to be fine because I had memorized it. Well, here's the problem with that approach. There's going to come a time when you literally do not have time to memorize a workshop. Some of these workshops were four hours long. Yeah, it took me a long time to memorize all that stuff. And I will say once I got into it, I was able to ad lib and go off script, but the amount of prep that it took was outrageous. Not in a bad way. It's not bad to prep, but what I want to instill in you in this episode is that you do not have to memorize in order to communicate effectively. You don't have to memorize every single line of your script. Now, I know that there are people giving TED Talks out there and their script is memorized every single word. That can be approached. And like I said, this did work for me. I was effective. I was getting roles. I mean, I was a communication coach for all that matter. So I can tell you that it does work on the outside. You do get success, but at such a pressured weight, because if you don't have time to prepare, you're kind of screwed. And I remember, I mean, just to give kind of a short story of, of why this is a fragile way to feel confident about your communication. And I'll also be sharing in this episode what to do instead. But, but to give you some context, because I don't know if you're fully sure yet about why this isn't the best way, because you can see how it was working for me. Well, here's an example. And this one's from high school. The first speech I ever gave. It was in English class, and I'd never given a speech before. Our instructions were to come to class and give a speech about how to do something. So that was pretty simple. You could talk about anything you wanted as long as it had to do with how to do something. So being a chocolate lover that I am, I gave a speech on how to make a shake. And I make very good shakes. I actually haven't made one in a while now that I think about it. But this was an ice cream shake, a mint chocolate shake, delicious. And I perfected the script. I got it just right. I knew all of the great pauses. I knew where the laughs would be, all of the stuff. So I prepare, I rehearse over and over. It's completely memorized down to a T. I feel good. I go to give my presentation to my class and I stand up there and it's what I think of as flawless until I get to the last part. And you know what I say? 
This is the like big closer. I'm just about to wrap everything up about how to make chocolate shakes. And I say, the best fart about this in the whole class erupted in laughter. My face turned beet red. My ears were burning. I could feel the warmth everywhere. And I was mortified. I meant to say part, the best part, but I had scripted it so intensely and practiced so hard that by the time that I got there in the script, my head was like, my mind was like in front of the words that I was going to say. It was like I was almost daydreaming about the next sentence in my head. So I wasn't consciously aware of what I was saying. And so instead of saying part, I said fart. And it really impacted me. I was so embarrassed. And I vowed to myself that I would not let that happen again. And I didn't for the most part. But how? By always memorizing everything. Which took a lot of time, but showed results. So I didn't see how it was holding me back. Fast forward now to grad school. We get this amazing opportunity where we get to lead focus groups in a company about communication, about internal communication. Kind of ironic that it was about communication and I'm telling you about my issues with communication. (laughs) So I'd led these focus groups and that was fine, again, because they were scripted questions. I'm able to script the questions and then ask follow-up and be fine. It's when I script it and then mess up the script or get lost that I was having issues. So anyways, we are at the point where we've gathered all of the data from our focus groups. We've come up with a plan to help this company, this biotech company forward to help improve their internal communication. And so before we give this presentation, it was a team, me and and about three others, before we give it to the client, we have to give the conversation to our grad professor and fellow classmates. So what did I do? Well, again, memorized everything, got it down to a T. I never thought about my mindset for it. I always thought about the script and what to say because I thought the content is what mattered the most. So I go to give this presentation and I give it and I am flawless. Every word is well articulated every point spot on. It was good stuff. You know, the first thing that my grad professor told me after we finished the presentation and we were getting feedback, it wasn't about the content we'd presented. It wasn't about how well we organized the plan for it. It wasn't about any of that. What was said, and I will say, maybe there was that in there, but really what I remember the first thing being said to me specifically was, Lisa, you could smile more. Can you imagine all of the prep, how excited I was to be sharing this, and my feedback was I could smile more? That's all I heard. They proceeded to give more information about what worked and what didn't, but all I heard was, Lisa, you could smile more. And they told me also that it was robotic. 
which I can acknowledge. If you are reading from a script, that's how it comes across is robotic. But it was right. So this really knocked me off my communication high horse or whatever you want to call it, because my whole strategy that had worked so well for me, that had gotten me into plays, that had gotten me awards for my speaking, was unhinged because the whole thing that had helped, the memorizing and getting it just right, stopped me from focusing on the part that people remember the most, which is your energy, the energy you bring when you communicate. It doesn't matter exactly how you say things. You have the right energy. People will remember that. They will also remember what you say, but only if you're coming in the right energy. If you come from an energy of anxiety or roboticness, Okay, maybe they'll remember two or three points, but that doesn't mean that you're someone they want to work with. And yeah, my presentation that I gave to my grad professor had all the right stuff in it, but it's hard for anyone to get past that when all they remember is that you sounded like a robot and you could smile more. This is where I want to say this feedback did not land well with me. I nodded along in the program when I heard this feedback, but I remember going home steaming, saying that this had to do with the fact that I was a woman, that they would never give a man that same feedback. Would they ever tell a man to smile more in their presentation? I was livid. I was complaining. I was triggered. And maybe there was some validity to that. I I can't really know for sure. But as I then cooled down and prepared for the presentation that we were going to be giving to the actual client, I took a step back and I realized, yeah, the reason I came across that way was because I literally was a robot. I had just, it was transactional. I'd memorized the words and spewed them out. Of course I wasn't smiling. I was trying to figure out where I was in my speech. There was no focus on connecting with the people I was talking to. There was no focus on how I was feeling and what that would do to the room or those around me. It was all about the content and the precision and not about being a human, not about being a real person showing up from an energy that was helpful. The good news was because I had time and realized all of this, I took an entirely new approach when I met with the clients. Instead of standing, we were seated. And instead of having a big presentation and in making it all formal, I leaned in, in my chair, and I looked at that client eye to eye. And I took a breath and I reminded myself that we were there to help them, that we had true solutions that would make an impact in their company. That what we were doing was bringing these divisions, these silos of people in all of these offices across the world and offering solutions and how to help them be connected. We were making an impact and I trusted that and I trusted my ability to help them see that. Then I just talked. I let 
what came out of me come out of me. Yes, I had some bullet points, but the bullets were secondary because I was coming from the right intention and the right energy. This is how we communicate effectively. You all, I invite you to throw away the scripts, put them aside, stop and refocus on your energy. Because when you get in the right energy, it doesn't matter what you wrote down on that piece of paper because the words will flow. Trust that. Because when you are tapped into you and who you really are, that deep, confident, soul-led individual that you are, the words that you need will come at the exact moment that you need them. This is truth. So if you want to prepare to communicate because you have a big presentation coming up or because you're about to have a really hard conversation with a boss or a coworker, prepare. But don't prepare by writing every little word out and memorizing it. Prepare by writing the main message, some bolts to support it, and then focus on your energy. I start by focusing on trusting me. Trust yourself to be there for you. Trust yourself to tap into your own inner wisdom. Trust that you can do that in the conversation. And when you trust that, the words flow. You can use the bullets as your guide. They are secondary to the trust you have within. I shared a short video about this on social media the other day. And it was it was like one minute long because I, I wanted it to fit in the Instagram story. <laughs> so I, I wanted it to only be one minute. And it basically conveyed the exact same message, but without the story in the examples. And the message was, put the script down, focus on trusting you, and the words will flow. And after I sent that, I got a text message from my father. And the text message let me, let me actually pull it up. Let me pull it up. The text message read that your posted video is so true and is exactly how he was able to succeed in sales and all else the last 30 years. Well done. My dad was a top salesman in his company multiple years in a row. And the way that he did that was the connections that he made with the people there and the trust that he had in himself to communicate. This shows how this works. My dad's sharing it, 30 years, highly successful in sales in what he did because he knew how to trust himself and how to create the correct energy to be able to show up for his clients. The same is true for me. The same is true for my clients as well. When you forget the script, forget the elevator pitch, forget the memorized lines and reground yourself in you, the words will come. To be clear, the script is not the problem here. The script is not the villain. It's when we use the script 
as our crutch, when we use it to get our confidence, that's the problem. Because when we over-rely on the script, on memorized words to tell us that we're going to be okay, that we've got this covered, it doesn't put any trust in us. Yes, it's in us because we're memorizing it, but it's still about the words and the script and not you as a person and your ability to persevere, to show up and communicate. So I'm not saying you should think of scripts as bad and you should throw them all away and never use them again. If you want to sit down and write out a script for yourself so that you know what's coming next, so that you can get clear on the content that you're thinking of conveying, go for it. If you want to use a script to get an idea of how to structure something, go for it. If you want to use a script to help you hear the way you want to say things, go for it. What I'm saying is don't rely on that for your confidence and don't use that as your one tool to be successful with communication. I don't use scripts anymore because I trust myself to be able to communicate. I might be preparing a workshop and I will write down what it is that I'm thinking I would say on that slide, but I don't then go memorize what I wrote on that slide. I just write it out so that I have an idea of the types of stories. Writing it out helps those come to mind for me, but it doesn't mean I then go and sit and figure out exactly the words I'll say for it. No, I just write it or script it to get an idea of the things I would say and how I would say it. And then I might come with a bullet point or two to tell me where I'm headed, but I don't use it as a crutch because I trust the words to come. You can do this too. What this will do is it'll free you from having to get every word just right or to get the flow just perfect, or to get the rhythm just the way you need it, and instead will free you to be present in the conversation. You might be so present because you're not leaning on a script that you hear at a completely deeper level and you say things you had no plan of saying, but just feel right in the moment because you're tapped into your own intuition and inner guidance and you're responding from that place and the things you say blossom into entirely new concepts and ideas that are exactly what the other person needed to hear that you wouldn't have been able to access if you had been in a mentally rehearsed state. So drop the scripts and the memorizations. Those keep us too in our head and out of our heart and our soul. We need to tap back into ourselves so we can communicate with truth, with wisdom, with light, with soul-filled energy that only comes when we are there trusting ourselves. Self-trust is key. Trust in the other people that you're talking with also helps to take that communication to that next level of deepness and come to new solutions that you couldn't have come to otherwise. These are the conversations that I am coaching my clients on all the time. You can have this too. You can trust yourself to communicate. 
No script needed. If this is something that you want help with, sign up for a consult with me. Let's talk. Let's dive into what's blocking you in your communication at work. Let's talk about some of those stories that are limiting you. This is what I help my clients with every day, and it's something I can help you with too. If you're ready to make changes to your communication, if you're ready to feel good as you're talking, to feel like you as you're presenting, not a robot, but genuinely you, then sign up for a consult. This is what I help clients with. Let me help you too. All right. That is it for today. Remember, communication comes from inner trust. So focus less on the words and more on the energy that you're in. Focus on trusting the words will come, trusting you as well as the client. I know we're wrapping up here, but this is another important point and I want to make sure to convey it. It's not just trusting you. That is, I mean, first and foremost, that is it. But then you can expand that to your client or to your audience at large. Trust that they are receiving it. Trust that the words that you are sharing are the ones they need to hear. Trust that. Trust it. Trust it. And then it will flow. The energy exchange will be so powerful, so impactful. And you will get to be you. And they will get to hear you. And everyone is better off. When we show up as us, we not only feel better, we better ourselves, we better our work, we better our clients, we better the world for getting to hear what we have to say. We help everyone when we help ourselves trust ourselves and when we can trust others to hear it. Thanks for joining the episode today and to celebrate the launch of this podcast, I am raffling some free prizes. First, access to my soul-filled self-confidence course. Second, access to my drop the need to people please course. And third, a readout with me to go over your Enneagram personality type. Now here's how you can be entered in to win one of these prizes. You'll rate or review or subscribe to my podcast. And then you'll send me an email at lisa at believeseed.com to let me know.